Hello. Hello. I got to print the script. Jesus, why do we fucking need a script? I started getting worried that I got the date or time wrong. No, I was wrapping up Fat Camp with Taylor and Lori. Shady Pines, episode 22. Submit. Start. Okay, we're on the air on Mixler. Uh, the one thing that's annoying that I'm finding with me, at least, is I have to put the code every single fucking time for this. Oh, mine's like auto-populated. I was getting ready to be mad about that. But then when I clicked in, it was just there. Hmm. Maybe I should do that, too. I don't know how it did it. It just did. Yeah. My, um, if someone stole my computer, they would have access to my entire life. Like, everything is saved. I don't. By the, the way, it, it was actually, I, I don't know how Humble Bree heard you say the therapist's name yesterday. I, it, I had to listen very close. You said it so quickly and under your breath. You, what, you, uh, I, I found out where you said it. Uh, you, you, were, you were kind of going like, oh, yeah, well, that's my week. This and this and this and this, and this really fast, kind of under your breath. And you say it kind of really, I don't even know how she heard it, to be honest with you. I also got an email from John Arts, who said bless his heart but he, he i guess we're connected in venmo uh john arts and i maybe i've given him money or something i don't mm -hmm. i don't know or maybe it just knows your contacts but yeah. he emailed me and said if i care about name maybe i should consider you know you're on the air, settings right? on my venmo i mean like if you're gonna look you're gonna find it that i don't know i just feel weird about talking what are you about talking it. about Oh, Yo, hi, Mama. Hi, Joey. Hi, hi how's the sound? Great. I'll be honest with you, I don't think you ever sound better. Is that true? What? He's not talking. Oh, you sound good. And what is this? So what's the drama about with your Venmo? Nah, I just, the dude that I'm kind of dating, I... The psychiatrist? I'm, yeah, I'm weird about saying his name on Catching Up for some reason, because he's super googable. You go through this all the time. I know. And then when you destroy it, you'll slash and burn and and put his name out yeah. there. <laughs> Once you ring the bell, you can't unring it, you know? So Speaking of slash and burn, I don't know if you ever have time to watch Hulu. Yeah. But there's a movie that I saw that I watched today, and it's called, I think it's called Little Fires. And it's starring. Is it a movie? It's a miniseries movie. Mm. And I've seen like, it. I watched. I read the book too. Reese, yeah, Reese Witherspoon and uh, Carrie Washington, and it's so good. Have I don't like the ending. All? I like. I watched the whole thing. I just kind of want to know how it ends. The like, I know how it ends, but I want to know like what happened to Izzy. Mm -hmm. Like, it, mm -hmm. ugh. but it's it's a it's really quite good. There could be. I mean, like a hands made handmade intel or whatever yeah there could be a sequel to this easily but it's, yeah but it, it ended in a nice spot but it's, it's it ended where the book ended it's really quite quite if you did did you see that but did you watch the miniseries yeah oh yeah it's quite good it's quite good and right now i I'm like the Raj rocket man so much me too it's so funny because it's hard to picture reese witherspoon with a child that age but she is the right age like, I don't picture myself with a child of that age, but I could easily have an 18-year-old. Like, easily have an 18-year-old. Like, my mother had an 18-year-old at my age. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. I yeah, my parents were phone. in a different spot than I am, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hello, Boo Hacker. 
Hello, Joseph. Oh, I got to print the... Uh... No, do we ever set on a time for tomorrow? Uh, no, but I can be... I So my thing is, is I just kind of have to be available until six. So like, there won't be much that happens. We could do earlier. I just... Aren't you all going to be shutting down again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, our theaters aren't going to be open until at least April. What but... do they actually have you doing? Uh, right now, so I like manage people. So I brought oh. some people in that are like working with membership subscription kind of bullshit. Shays is so ridiculous. Shays turned around and said, well, we're going to be open with, we're opening Tootsie, the national tour that was supposed to open at our theater in September. They're like, we're now going to open the first week of December. When they put out these new dates, I thought there's no fucking way that any of this is going to happen. And they it's put out all of- these new dates and I thought, how stupid. It's really just bullshit. Like, I they don't want to do refunds. That's exactly what it is. They don't want to refund and they want to get money. It's a problem because you. I mean, we could sit and do nothing, but then if the tour is making bookings across the country, then we don't get the tour. Oh sure, but I mean, we have to do the booking. New York is safe, but the rest of the country like is not for a bus and truck. Yeah, New York though. The head of the Broadway League this week just said that she doesn't see New York tourism bouncing back until twenty twenty four. Which which so. is nightmarish. Yeah, like people want the some theaters will not survive that. Oh, many won't. This is gonna this is gonna be the there's this is gonna be Darwinism at its best. And I just applied for for a um you're supposed the thing with this is like they were giving all like like gig artists a thousand dollars in New York. Yeah, and you also could get a loan thing. Well, I everybody else has got it. Now, I actually, like, survive off this shit. So I apply for it. I didn't get the $1,000 yet. I might still get it, but who knows? But they're like, no, your credit wasn't good enough for the loan. And I'm thinking, I don't give a shit about the loan. I just wanted the free $1,000. What happened to that? Hey, I watched, I text you about this. I watched a movie called Buffaloed. Okay. And it's about a woman in Buffalo, which... Uh-huh. They say in Buffalo, there's a lot of, I guess, these companies that are kind of like buying debt and then creating these like call centers to kind of yeah, collect on it. Very often. And that's, it's a big industry there. And Western so New York has one of the biggest debt collection. Yeah. The woman in this movie, it's um, just a scripted thing, but she basically has like no education and wants to make a ton of money. So she like turns into like a black market credit kind of buying sort of scheme. It's not as dark anymore, but there used to be some really shady shit when I first started doing it. That's why I'm kind of happy that I work for the federal government now. Mm. I mean, except Betsy DeVos is my boss. (laughs) (laughs) It's like working for Corella DeVille. If Corella DeVille was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) If Corella DeVille didn't have so much charisma. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know I used to love her? Like, Corella Deville. Oh or God, I, I wanted the beat. No, I wanted the B Corella Deville. Well, your dreams she came was, true. She was thin. Look, here's the thing. She knew how to keep it tight. You know, like <laughs> she always looked like she was fashionable and having a good time. All right, so she had a little issue with like killing dogs, but beyond mm. that, come on. She had a bitching car. <laughs> Do you see they found the Glee girl? Yeah. Yes. That whole cast is washed up. 
Uh, wow. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was going to look for a Natalie Wood joke that would fit with her, but I hey. Be, I thought it would be a Krista McAuliffe joke. Like, I don't know yeah. who that is. From the Challenger. They have always Challenger jokes. Oh. You know, like, I remember there was one that was like, uh, did you hear uh, that uh, NASA is going to be uh, sponsored by Pepsi? And like, no, yeah, they couldn't get seven up. Hey, everyone, how's it going? Krista McCullough, she had blue eyes. Yeah, one blue this way, one blue that way. Hi, everyone, my name's Joe Batanza. And it was these dumb, like, playground jokes yeah. that kids have. Wow. That's I could dark. see you performing them on the playground. I did. I could see Joe doing a whole medley of them. Mm-hmm. I did do that. It was... Waka waka. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh... Time for some Tonight's special guest, Joe Batanz. Yeah. Let's bring him out. Yeah. Um. Special guest, Lucille Ball. Let's open up Joe Batanz. Hey, Joe, come over to the couch. Makes me miss Lori. Lori Roddenkamp? Yeah. I don't even know who that is. Well, you you just said her name. Yeah, but I've never met her. I just know her name. You guys have I don't you know, guys did a whole she's a real person. show together. Huh? You guys did a whole show together. Remember Mike and I left and you guys did a show together? Oh, right, 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 right. You know what? Yes. Yeah. That was the first time I thought knew that she was real. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we do this? I guess. Yeah, are we? I mean, are we? Yeah, I'm ready if you guys What's are. your question? Right, do, do we have an audience? Yeah, there's some folks here. In fact, let me say hi to Luke Stamen, State of Pi, I Am a Librarian, Eve Adams, Princess Jones Curtis, a Stuke Girl, SDC, Dev McKay, and people listening elsewhere. Oh, wait. So did you see, um, Did uh, I'm assuming that you saw your cousin Richard this week. Didn't see him. I spoke to him uh, on my birthday because he called us the day we thought my grandma was going to die. And then the day my grandma died, he called and uh, I talked about him. But is it his grandma, too? No, it's his aunt. It's his grandma's sister. Yeah. So he's a Batanz. No, he's a Viegas. Right, but he's a Batanz. No. Uh, Literally not. How would he not be? Oh, but I'm. But I'm sorry. But he's from that the Batanz side of the. Yes. Thing. Yes. I, I understand, but Joe, he's yeah, Joe's branch that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not. He's not. A, he's not a Betty side. No, he's not a bad side. No, no. How's she doing? Crazy She's as usual? Candy. Yeah, crazy as usual. Um, it's so funny. I told my friend Chris this story yesterday because this is true. He was so charmed by it. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Chris and Mercedes went to um, to get away. They went to Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And it came up. And mom goes, oh, is he there on business? And I was like what business would he be doing in Palm Springs? She goes, I don't know, Joey. Maybe he's inspecting the drive-in movie theaters for the studios. And I was like, what do you think he does? I have no clue what he does. Well, it's not inspecting drive-in movie theaters. <laughs> you know what? You- she's probably out of her fucking mind. How many people has she actually been around? And she's probably at this point. I mean, let's be honest. Between you and your father, not the two greatest conversationalists with her. <laughs> But right? like he he directed a star a Twilight movie. He wrote a Star Wars movie. Do you know I he, never he, knew that? He's gonna go inspect a but I never knew that about him. Yeah. And 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 okay, wait a minute, Mike. I never knew that about him. And can you imagine Joe having that discussion with Betty? 
Like, I'm sure Betty knows that. Like, let me tell you. I remember, like, when I first started directing and choreographing stuff, and I felt like my parents were retarded, and I'd had to, like, break it down to them, and they'd be like, all right, I choreographed this show. And then they look at me like, okay, I created the dances. I mean, like, they don't come in a book. Like, this is out of my head. I create these and make them and then teach them. And then you feel like you're over-explaining it to them. Yeah. But, like, I feel that same kind of discussion probably happens with Joe every day. And finally he goes, yep, his job is inspecting driving theaters. But that kind of shit is so scarring, too, though. Like, that conversation of having to explain what you did and the value of it to a parent is probably where a lot of, like, artist hangups come from oh i'm gonna be very honest about something and this is probably gonna make it into one of joe's fucking clip parades where are you recording joe he just rags on my ass i'm not even joking i'm staring at the timestamp right now but you know there's so (laughs) many actors who do think you know there's a lot of performers who will say oh i do it for the craft or to tell the story or or for the love of of you know becoming these characters or sharing this message or getting deep into something and you learn a lot about yourself. I realized a couple of years ago that to me, it's not about being famous. It's not about getting rich and it's not about that, but I do crave the adder. Hmm. I crave, I don't want to, I don't like the word attention. No, I don't even like the word applause. It's uh, I'll give you one last thing after that. It's not the, it's, it's, I think it's just reaction and hearing like, that's why I hate doing film because it's a dead medium. Like you don't get an instant gratification the way you do at all. At all. It's, it's dead where it doesn't come back to you. You make a joke and nobody on set can laugh because it ruins the thing. You know what I mean? We're like, we're it's, it's a live medium where you get an instant reaction. I, you know, there's a quote that Carol Channing said that laughter, no, not laughter. Applause is almost obligatory in the theater, but laughter is earned, you know? And I realize that I miss being on stage in that, you know, on stage, I can be whoever I want. I don't have to be me, and I don't like who me is. So on stage, when people laugh or applaud or are moved by what you do, it's it's so gratifying because the rest of your life sucks. Hmm. That's it. But I realize that about myself, and that's kind of what I miss a lot. And, and I've done a couple Zoom-type plays, and they're so ungratifying because you get no... You know, it's like when I remember watching... I remember watching... Um, Sound of Music when it was live on on NBC. Oh yeah, and there was Carrie some... Underwood, and she's like, <sighs> yeah. But the, there was like a scene or two that happened. Like there's a scene with the nuns where they pull out like her 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 um they pull out her negligee, and one of the nuns go, oh, it must not be finished yet. And I'm like, in the theater, that's a very funny line, and people laugh, and the audience laughs with you. Yeah. You know, there's there's these little things that that doesn't that don't happen. In, in that medium without an audience. So I miss an audience. I miss I miss people laughing. I miss reactions. So even applause, even though it's obligatory, like yes, you're gonna applause at the end of every number, but you can tell when there's applause and that audience fucking appreciates what you just did too. Like when, you, it's a when different you're a character energy. actor and you make an audience laugh, especially when it's a show that you've written and some of it is you creating on the spot and an audience cracks up is such a fabulous feeling, you know? And now I'm um, just me. That's have you, it. either Joey's, have you done the artist way? Do you know this? Oh, no. What is um, I met one time the guy who invented the artist way. What is it's it? It's a woman, Julia something, but she oh, did yeah. it with a guy named Max something. That's the one I met. That's the one I yeah. met. What, what is it? Basically, she's a, 
she's a writer, but she has gotten really good at kind of helping people break down a lot of the shit that stops artists from allowing themselves to be artists. Um, so she kind of just helps you dig out of like self doubt. Is it a book? It's a book. It's like a, she does it as a course, but there's an audio book you can get. There's a, an actual workbook and she kind of has you like write. You start with pages. So you do like three pages in the morning. Since Um, due to COVID, my career is probably over. That's not true. Mm, You never know. By the way, do you you think that it was a mistake for them to put Hamilton on Disney plus Mike Lawson go? A mistake. Wait, before you answer that question, did any of the three of us watch it? I did. I started to watch it, but I've seen it three times. I was like, why am I? I didn't. I don't know. Disney plus. I have no interest. I've seen it a handful of times and I, I mean, I've never seen the original Broadway cast, which is great as a like theater nerd, but how accessible it is. I think that's great. I will watch it. You know what? It really is great because, you know, in New York City, you may or may not know this. The greatest city in the world. It used to be. Um, in New York City, some because we have a place in New York and it's up for hot seconds. And I was like, you should go up to New York. And I said, and do what? There's nothing to do right now. Theaters are closed and all the sites and things are closed. I said, do what? The, uh, New York City in uh, in July and August, it, you could literally fry an egg on the ground. It smells of piss and homeless. It's not a good time in New York. Um, but not that wasn't what this is about. What is about is the great thing about seeing that production. I have no idea what happened there. Sorry about that. There are, do you know that, that practically all Broadway shows are recorded with the original cast, but you can't accessibly get those unless there's a bootleg. You actually have to go to the New York public library. You have to sign it out. You can only sign it out once in your life. You have to sign this book, and then they put you in a private screening room where you can't have a phone or any recording device, and you can watch it on the premises. So, like, I've seen Chorus Line. Uh, The reason I brought it up was I know a bunch of people who've watched or tried to watch him, and they're like, this is boring. And I wonder if... It's better live. It's magical live. people who are watching it live, either they forced themselves to think it was good because they paid so much for the ticket or it's a live experience like Boo Hacker just said but I wonder if it just doesn't play well on Disney Plus I don't I think, think it's the be all end all let me tell you that I don't think it's a be it all end all show the way people think it is I feel the same way about Evan Hansen who people some people think it's the greatest thing ever um, I do but, I, I but, mean I don't think it's the greatest musical ever written but I certainly think it's the best new musical since Hamilton oh see I'm, like, I, I don't think I, I'm not a fan uh, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's it's very like I want to go to the theater to escape, and to me, it's like everything that's going on in the world right now. So maybe that might be my issue. I can't wait till Trump the musical comes out. But um, I think that Hamilton is a visually like the lighting and everything, and and just taking it all in. It's really a, a great live experience. I think that ha- Hamilton has things in it that are unique enough to make it like kind of groundbreaking or revolutionary for whatever. I don't know, but I think there's a lot of good things in it that he's, he's done. That's also like sticks to form. Like it's not just a a brand new kind of thing. It's like he understands that he's writing an American musical and he kind of sticks to form enough. And he was like 30. 
I like it. I do think that there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I mean, I worked in the building, so I certainly saw it every day. People who are there for the Instagram experience, like they want to share a photo of them at the theater watching Hamilton they more than they the care about the show. Yep. Yeah, like yep, they just want right. to kind of be part of that. And a lot of those people left at intermission. It, and I think that there's something valuable about that. I mean, like maybe not everyone loves. Maybe Hamilton's not that great, but it did something that brought you know thousands of people. Into well, I mean, the look at Phantom. Phantom is still probably the most commonly seen yeah. show that most people, a generation, was raised on. Yeah, Phantom and I, Les Mis, man, are two shows I just cannot. And when I, I was growing up. From. When I was growing up, there were commercials constantly for Cats, now and forever. And Cats commercials were on daily. Since I live so close to Toronto, we used to get we get a lot of Canadian stations. So anytime, like, I've been very fortunate because we've had Broadway tryout tours. Like, the original Ragtime, which was so different, I saw in Toronto during previews. Um, Diane Carroll in Sunset Boulevard. That was fucking amazing, you know? So a lot of times we see stuff like that. There's been a company of Come From Away that's been running there basically continuously. Come From Away was so good, man. I think that is a brilliant show. Yeah, that knocked me on my ass. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. So well done. So everybody should see that show. That is a high recommendation. Speaking about sad musicals about 9-11, can we start this Golden Girls recap show? That's what I'm saying. All right, here we go. <laughs> I might just release this as like a bonus episode. Right, well, we're we talking. We're just yeah. enjoying each other. I would and I enjoyed that Joe was quiet. I'd love to do a show with just me, <laughs> Boo Hecker, and Lawson. And I and it would you know what would be great about doing a show the three of us? Wait, we are doing that's what we're I doing. Right now. I can't I'm, I'm, do a show I'm, with I'm you just because, like, I, because you're show. just mean to me. A chat show. I'm talking about a chat show. Is every four to six weeks I would get like a six week break. Because Boo Hecker would get a tantrum and then like leave for six weeks. I didn't have a tantrum. You were an asshole to me, and I'm starting to decide if I want to continue it. And then what made me decide to continue it is somebody was at, was posted something on Facebook which made me laugh about you know talking about how difficult it is to be an actor where you sometimes you have to perform and work with somebody you absolutely fucking despise, uh -huh. but you still have to pretend to like them on camera because that's what your job is. Yeah. So I said, you know what? We have a good show going. I'll just suck it up and deal with him. What did I do what that hurt are you your feelings? What, I, what did I do that hurt your feelings? You were just being yourself. I think that it was the conversation that you had. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Boo Hecker. The conversation you had on air with, I think, Adam Burns about Boo Hecker. So it was like... I could see I can see myself being frustrated, not taking a side on who was right or wrong. I don't even remember what was said, but like it can be extra frustrating if someone's kind of telling your story and you're not able to kind of like I'm just sick of yourself. the impression. I and Pride 48 is a place where somehow in Pride 48 it has there's been a nastiness that has brewed there that people gang up on each other and it gets ugly. And that's one of the reasons I left podcasting as long as I had. Because all this bitching back and forth at people. That, that happened. It happened to the two of you also. And there was just like this group mentality of bullshit and I don't like it. And I put out a show for free to these for people. If you don't like it, don't listen to it, but don't be, don't be an asshole. I don't have the energy for people being an asshole. And if you notice on my show, when my show has been out, I never talk about other people's shows or go after other people where there's people who have spent entire shows 
bashing other people's shows and bashing other people's work. I will never be that person. I don't do that. I won't do that. It's not entertaining. And if you want that kind of show, that's a different kind of show. So I just don't do it. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. I think one of the reasons I was also angry at you is after you took a whole show to take shots at me in in an open forum that you could get people all riled up, somebody gets riled up against your other co-host and you jump and you're like, no, that's my friend. I'm protecting my friend. And I thought, well, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Jump in and protect your friend, but you just did the same fucking thing to me, you asshole. Lawson, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, he brings up good points. I don't remember what you were saying, so I can't even tell you. Like, I can't defend himself. What he was saying, I feel like. I mean, I could. I mean, I don't think we want to sit there and play here and, and go. Th- I mean, I can, but I, no, I, no, I I'm just, I've, look, yeah, I I've made the decision. I'm just going to take the Mike Lawson approach. I actually sat back and said, "How does Mike deal with Joe?" And what Mike does is, when Mike's had enough, Mike just sits in silence. So that is, is, is what it, I will I mean, do for now. Is this true, Lawson? That's kind of true, yeah. I think Batanza also knows that I have a short fuse and my fuse doesn't reconnect. So, like, once that fuse is lit, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So I've just decided that when I'm done, I'm done, and I will just sit in silence. I guess my only I, response is... I don't have to host the show. Look, I don't care. Look, look here, here's my only thing I'll say. I'm not going to deny anything you just said, right? Because it, it, you it, can't. It, no, no, I know, because it's your interpretation. What I find particularly ironic or rich is what you were... Now, I will agree, you don't, on your own show, you do not go after other people and whatnot. I do agree with that. But if you were to take a poll of Pride 48 people who have talked to me privately, they would say what they find difficult is how you just come for people. And then also the way you come for like Wendy on your show. So it's one of these things where like, I'm not angry. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, but what I'm saying is it's just, it would be like what you're saying. It would be if, if I went on the air and was like, um, Joey was making fun of me on my show. So <laughs> on the, show. On the like, pride 48 thing. Yes. We come, f- we, we, it's kind of a group coming for each other. Yes. I may be heavy handed and, and uh, I have no problem saying that. But I can think of everybody coming after everybody on that show. Sometimes I may push a little harder and cut a little deeper. But that's also a show that we're on together. I don't then go on to my show and then go and do like, you know, Adam this, Taylor this, and then Taylor said this, and then he... Mm-hmm. No, that's that's the point. But why, Fair point. But why is that okay? Like, in other words... Because we're all coming at each other on that. It's I don't, fi- it's, well, I'm going to tell you this. The perception of the suits is not that they're all coming for each other. I will tell oh, you that's that. fine. Look, let me be honest with you. I, if anything, I go after Adam because I hate when Adam plays the coy. Well, it's fine. We're just going to let this go and let this happen. Mm-hmm. I don't deal with that. Okay. Then Taylor but, but, tries to be peacekeeper. But what I'm saying is you just came on here and you said uh, Pride 48 uh, has this negativity. Totally different. We're talking about completely different things. Excuse me, I didn't no, no, no. Stop. I did not interrupt. We're talking you, about different things. I we're talking about something you. between different. I let you talk. And, I and, did not interrupt. Or, you. We're talking about we're talking about completely different things. There's a difference between being playful and just being cruel about people. So you come on here and you say that Pride 48 has this negativity around it. I would bet, and I will I will sponsor the poll if you want. 
that the people of Pride 48 would say you are do you the not godfather. Get that they would say you, you are the, the godfather. The doing the same you would thing. be the godfather taking, of that negativity. You, a piece of you are. Me it's, saying, like, it's like it's like burning down the building and saying, "Oh my God, who burned this building down?" Well, maybe that's a good perspective that you now let on me, Joe. And now I will make sure to not do it in the future. If the, the building's already burned. I have trouble hearing when you both talk, so I didn't. I'll, hear I'll a be good quite honest with you. That. At this point in my life, I have no problem walking away from it completely. So if it's already burned and I've done irrec- or, you know, un- unrecoverable damage, I'm okay with saying so long, dearie. Peace, folks. That's a hella dolly quote. So here, here's maybe a difference that I'm seeing that a place where we could kind of come together in the middle is it feels like Batance kind of was doing what he thought was acceptable, kind of like ribbing somebody in this kind of area. Batance Let me finish. I didn't get to finish. Show I'm hanging up. up. I'm fake, seriously hanging comes up. Comes up with fake characters in the chat I'm leaving room right now. At a I'm taxi right now. your entire show. I'm seriously leaving if I can't Bye. finish this thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Thanks for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Down the road back hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. the Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media, where one gay man recaps the Golden Girls season one. Uh, guys, what just fucking happened there? Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> well, that was Shady Pines for today. Uh, I don't, Look, the good news is I'm done. That's the good news. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I guess we'll. <laughs> well, I guess we'll talk soon. All right. Goodbye, everybody. That was weird. All right. Goodbye.